Hello and welcome to On and Off the Pitch, uh, back once more for the roundup on the Barclays Women's Championship, uh, some of the WSL and a bit more, all other stuff. Uh, I attended uh, the last game uh, between London City Lionesses and Durham and this weekend uh, there were some pretty kind of important scorelines with regards to the league and the league positions. So London City Lionesses are one of those teams that are in, in the bottom part of the table, quite close to the bottom. And this was one fixture uh, in which they needed to win. It was almost, I regarded it as a must-win fixture. And I had made a, a number of copious notes for the first 45 minutes, and I had to change them by half-time. I could not actually make much sense of what I saw on the pitch. Um, it was odd. It was a strange game. And as opposed with football, it isn't always about the beautiful game in terms of the passing and the movement. It's about what goes wrong and what could have happened as well. It's almost like Marvel's version of what if, but within the same universe, not an alternative universe. Uh, in short, in terms of the, the match review, uh, London City Linus has found it really difficult to pass the ball forward in any meaningful way within the first half. Uh, they lacked fluidity in their passing and there was some indecision in terms of um, where they needed to be on the pitch and what they needed to do once they had the ball. But as I've said, this was a fixture that uh, London City Linus has needed to win. So close to the bottom of the league, uh, their fortunes needed to change at the weekend, on that day, uh, and in particular after recent defeats against WSL teams, Liverpool and Arsenal, and it's you know it's no shame at all to to lose to to WSL teams. There are many many teams within uh, the women's championship that will do that, uh, and in this game in particular, and in the previous games, two of the players that stood out for me, in my opinion, uh, were Carter and Fitzgerald. Uh, both both of them were, were, were head head and shoulders above the rest of, of, of their teammates. And that's saying something. Uh, this game would prove to be um, very difficult, I suppose, for the team to take at the end because the scoreline uh, was, was all equal in terms of goals to all. Um, but what, what I found... What I found... I have to say, I say, challenging. What was which, which I found difficult to understand was the lack of talking from players uh, in this team who have been together for quite some time uh, in terms of where they needed to be, uh, what they needed to do when the ball was on the other side of the pitch, players they needed to mark, etc. And um, it wasn't necessarily a pretty performance. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty at all. Uh, key standout moment uh, was uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald's goal line clearance. It's one of the many standout moments for for London City Lionesses in in the first half. Um, both, as I've said, Hurt and Carter had you know the poise on the ball required, comfortable in possession, um, the willingness to take on players and go forward, and move the ball in a forward motion. Um, so after. Uh, London City Lionesses, what I would call, scored a freaky goal. It, it went down as an own goal, but it was a freaky goal. Uh, they found themselves 
um, under constant pressure for for the remainder of the first half, even though they were a goal up, Durham uh, would find their feet um, and would respond with with huge periods of good possession and a number of attempts on goal. I believe they hit the crossbar at least twice, uh, definitely within the game. You know, so London City Lionesses would lead up until half time, and even with that lead. Um, well, up until close to the half time, even with while they had the lead, I felt that I couldn't really understand what was happening, uh, and uh, I was making stats, collecting stats and data on the game, something that I don't normally do. Uh, by half time, uh, there had been roughly about thirty back passes to the goalkeepers for each team, London City Lionesses. Uh, with the bulk of those, so they were they were winning in terms of that. But this was a game which required much more forward thinking, much more forward passing, and I I really struggled to to get my head around how it was difficult for players to to, to make a five or ten yard pass. Uh, the goalkeeper um, on stats alone had more passes to feet than the striker or strikers for London City Lionesses. It was. It was a it was a very telling first half and a very telling um, game overall in terms of what was on display. Um, in terms of league position, uh, dropping points in the way that they did towards the end of the game at the death of the game really uh, says a lot about where they are in the league. Uh, some of the teams uh, which looked like they were winning, Lewis in particular, didn't um, didn't win. So that kind of helped the cause. But in terms of where London City Lionesses are in relation to league position and games played, they are perilously close to the exit of this league. Now, you know, some may say that this is a bit too soon to say there are games to be played and you cannot determine what's going to happen. But you can have a, a fair idea and a fair, a fair crack at guessing how things are going to go. There needs to be a huge U-turn, change of fortune, but also change of application required from this team. Durham, um, well, not the Durham that I'd seen four years ago. They're a very different team. Still have the basics in terms of moving the ball well when they're in possession. Can pose a threat. Their midfield players and their players from deep are able to run with the ball comfortably, bypassing um, the midfield opposition and, and posing a threat. And they were able to do that on a number of occasions. What was strange again in terms of uh, the goal that Durham did score? Uh, this came from which kind of a, a sequence where there was a back pass to the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper then played the ball back to the defender. For some reason, there must have been a moment of hallucination because the ball from the defender went straight to the Durham striker at the edge of the box. And after a deflected save, because Maloney did her best to come out and, and block the shot, uh, Durham would equalise. And, and from that moment on, they looked like the team destined to take all three points. You know, uh, I, and I have to be honest, I, I know I said that I, I was taking notes or keeping score in terms of the number of back passes being made for both teams, shots, corners, crosses, etc. But I gave up. I gave up uh, on doing that because I felt that this game didn't have enough punch going forward. It was a strange game to watch and the way it ended would have felt like a um, 
definitely points dropped and lost in terms of momentum, what that would have meant for the home team. Uh, in terms of the, the travelling team, it's always good to go away from home and secure a, a point at the very least. Uh, and um, that's where the game would end. So it'd be 2-2. Two, two. Uh, what was noticeable as I sat close to the Durham fans is how they were very audible in terms of their displeasure when there was a back pass to their keeper. But they could sense that any back pass to the keeper was not only just a sign of uh, not weakness, it's not the word I would use, but it would invite some danger but unease. Um they note that when a, a team is passing the ball backwards, that there is there is uncertainty in terms of what what the team is trying to do going forward, and uh, uh, that's something to to kind of take on board when the, when the team that's on the ball, their fans are telling them in no uncertain terms, we don't want that, and we don't want to see that, and we know that when you do that, it brings on danger, danger. Uh, so the game would end, as I say, 2-2. Uh, good goal from the, um, the the substitute that came on for, for London City Lionesses. Uh, first start, good goal, good finish. Uh, the ball down the wing, uh, Fitzgerald uh, knocking the ball, I believe it was to Joel. First time, didn't think about it, knocked it into space. And uh, uh, London City Lionesses would go on and, and, and score in the 85th minute. And you think at that point, you know, you're close enough to the end. There's light at the end of the tunnel where you can say we can we can hold out until then. But what was noticeable is in terms of the, the, the equaliser, which comes about from a corner. Um, the corner could have been prevented. Uh, if the player at the back post had been marked and that only happens if there is a conversation between the defender and the midfield player, because the player is behind them and they're not close enough to that player. The player obviously tries to get a shot away towards goal. It's blocked. It goes out for a corner. But those are the moments that you have to think about and think what would have happened, a what-if moment, if the player was close enough to that uh, Durham player and it didn't go out for a corner and it had gone out for a throw. Um, what you are able to do then is take out the risk factor of trying to defend a corner uh, in the 90 plus minute, uh, which is what happens. So this game ends up all square. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for London City Lionesses, but it doesn't look good for any of the teams at the bottom of the table in this league. And, uh, you know, I'll go back to the point that I kind of made a few um, episodes ago um, I don't like the fact that there is relegation in this league. Um, there is a need for the league to grow. And I think that you, you, to, to help it is to take out the jeopardy. I know that some people say you don't know what you're talking about, but this is just my opinion. Um, it takes time for things to grow and um, stability is required for that to happen before you can start adding jeopardy in straight away. This isn't... Um, you know, red light, blue light. This is uh, about teams trying to stay afloat and, and stay in business more than anything else. Enough of that. Let's go on to the rest of the Barclays Women's Championship results. Oh. 
So, uh, in terms of the, the league table and the results, the results are Sunderland 4, Lewis 3. So, when I checked online, Lewis were leading this game, but, you know, some serious goals were scored in the 90-plus minute, the 95th and 97th minute, which would take Sunderland away to the top. Great stuff. And uh, keep Lewis, despite their valiant effort in terms of the goals that they'd scored, uh, keeping them in the situation, not right at the bottom, but close to the bottom, or pretty close to the bottom. Well, you may say right at the bottom. They're in the bottom four. And all of those teams are pretty much in the same boat. Great for Sunderland. It sees them move up in terms of league position, but uh, a sad, sad day uh, for Lewis, who would really have hoped to have kept all three points, considering how deep into extra time they were. Uh, Birmingham City uh, at home to Southampton. Birmingham City one, uh, Southampton two. Um, second half goal from Wilkinson takes the points for the travelling team. Birmingham uh, wouldn't necessarily have the things got to roll well. I know they have a number of players uh, missing due to injury, so that's something for them. Uh, a team that would have been tipped to definitely go up. Uh, they're still there and thereabouts, but it's it's looking... A, a little bit difficult right now, but things can change. Things can change. Uh, the team who is is doing skipping all the way, big, big score at home. Crystal Palace for Blackburn Rovers, Neil Blackburn. Uh, despite their, their best efforts, they couldn't keep out this rampant attack. Blanchard, Atkinson, Arthur and Hopcroft all on the score sheet for Crystal Palace. Uh, Bish, Bash, Bosch, Crystal Palace are showing that the firepower in their team is no, uh, no no mean feat in terms of getting goals. They, they're making everyone sit up and go, ooh, and I think that they can do real good things if they were to go up into the WSL. It would be nice for them to do that. But a lot of other teams, you know, they, they've still got a way to go as well. But um, Blackburn being mid-table, uh, they could wish that this one didn't go so bad. So bad. Uh, Charlton, uh, their game was postponed due to rain, so Reading have that fixture to look forward to. And hopefully for them, they will have looked at the, the fixtures that are taking place with Lewis and for uh, London City Lionesses and seeing what's happened there and try and um, take uh, all of the points when they go to, to play Charlton. But it will be a tough ask because Charlton are on fire at the moment, uh, really, really are on fire at the moment. So it's 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 difficult for them in terms of uh, what they aim to uh, uh, what they aim to achieve uh, with regards to uh, fixtures and all of the sort. Now, there's one more fixture. Let's double check that I've not missed one and I haven't missed one. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, it didn't look like Watford were playing. Watford didn't play this weekend, so that's fine. So uh, going through to the next round of games is going to be also interesting uh, in terms of the teams at the bottom. Uh, Lewis holds Sheffield United. Reading and London City play each other and um, Watford and Charlton. So those teams are, are, are close to the bottom. I've got a real tough, tough fixture when they, they, they take a run out uh, in the next round of games. Um, but what we're going to do right now, we're going to go away from the Women's Championship and we're going to talk a little bit about WSL, mainly the scores and what that means for the league position going forward. Okay, so uh, the WSL results. Uh, Chelsea, uh, 
you can see the highlights if you go onto Google, actually. Chelsea, nil, Manchester City won. I saw this game, really, really good game. Manchester City played very, very well. It was a Chelsea team that didn't really, you know, get get things going their own way. They still had moments, they still had opportunities, but uh, Manchester City will feel really happy uh, with that win and um, what that means for them in terms of their 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 fight and their struggle to to win the league this season. Uh, another game which you can see the highlights on 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 uh, Twitter or some Twitter on on Google if you go to the WSL results. Uh, Arsenal three, Manchester United one. Big big sellout crowd for Arsenal. They must have been really happy with that and their fans. Um, questions to be asked for Manchester United fans as always when they lose. Manchester United is uh, an inquest happening all the time at that club if there's any kind of points dropped. But uh, in terms of uh, the league position, it says what it is. You know, so Arsenal are happy about that. Uh, Brighton at home to Liverpool. Brighton nil, Liverpool won. Liverpool have a player sent off. So that was interesting for them, but they, they get the three points. Everton two, uh, West Ham nil. Not going well for them. West Ham... Tottenham, who had a bit of a surge, but seemed to have kind of dropped off a bit. Aston Villa, who 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 was looking like they liked this part of the league in terms of the season, didn't have a very good 2023, 2024 looking much better. Uh, so it's Tottenham one, Aston Villa two. It's good stuff for them. A Leicester City five, Bristol City two. And in terms of league tables, Bristol City at the bottom of the league with six points at this point. Uh, they may think that they're coming back to. Oops, they're coming back. I don't. I don't own it. Uh, going down to the, the Barclays Women's Championship, uh, but they're you know not too far behind Brighton and West Ham, who have got eleven points, and Everton have got fourteen. But right at the top, Chelsea with thirty-four, Manchester City with thirty-four. Interesting uh, what how it's playing now. Arsenal with thirty-one points, and Manchester United in fourth with twenty-four points. They'll see that as a disappointing season. Uh, if it finishes like if it finishes like this, but it, you know, it's slowly, 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 progress every season, every season indeed. Uh, so uh, that's that in terms of the football, in terms of the league. Now, there's something that always comes to mind when I'm thinking about uh, football. You know, I, I ask questions about you know who's invented that and what, why is that rule there? What does that mean? The thing that came up for me this week was who invented the ball? I know that, you know, the British are going to go, we gave the world football. It's our invention. Someone wrote down some rules and we did this and that. But when you type in things in on, on Google, you get some really strange answers. You do. Uh, who invented the ball was the question I, I put in. And uh, I'm reading it verbatim. Uh, it says, since the ball was around before recorded history, it is not known who the inventor of the ball is. It is worth noting that the rubber ball was invented in ancient Mesoamerica before 1600 BC. Evidence has been found China in China that they had balls around 3,000 years ago. So I know that the British are saying we gave the world football. Probably what you did was give people a set of rules to follow which sounds about right you know you always like to write stuff down and say that you created it first but you know who had the ball 
That's the person who who had the ball. If you didn't have the ball, you can't say you invented football, but you'll try. Uh, and if you're asking the question, Mesoamerica, what the hell? Where's that? Uh, that actually is modern day, as it says on the internet, because you've got to believe everything you see. on. It's real. Uh, everything you see on the internet. Uh, Northern Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Belize, and Central and Southern Mexico is Mesoamerica. And you know what? Reading that list, I bet they did have the ball as well. I bet they did. Anyway, that's it for now. This is On and Off the Pitch, latest roundup for the Barclays Women's Championship, WSL, and other stuff. Until next time, laters.